Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for the final episode of the Wildcast Podcast on Dominion Street. Your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster and unicorn, awesome rainbow, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Um... First question, man. How does one acquire such a wicked, uh, wicked uh, unicorn name? It's one of those things. It's all, it's all Avery with her little uh, books and stuff that she yep. gets home from school. So it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, we'll take the first initial of your first name and your birth month, right? And so I ended up being awesome, rem- awesome rainbow. I mean, is there any, is there anything that <coughs> wouldn't? say you're an awesome rainbow when you think of your type of unicorn name i mean it's just i kind of want to try that now and see what my unicorn name would be (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was actually pretty happy i don't think there's a better description or i I think it's perfect to know absolutely perfectly matches my personality and uh i was was, yeah pretty happy with that I'll, i'll see if i can get yours Yes. No. Let's uh, let's get that for for next week. So as I said, the final episode inside the studio. Uh, we move this Friday, St. Patrick's Day. Um, again, special thanks to Eric. We will have a new look. It may take some time to get said new look, but we will have a new look, a little bit bigger of a studio, um, and we're gonna go from there. Uh, where do you want to go, Mister Boucher? Do you want to give us your Update of life on the road where you almost died, or uh, <laughs> Big Brother update if I've still got people. Uh, let's start with my my near death experience. Near death. All let's, right, here we go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I almost so did this show alone, everyone. Last week uh, I was obviously absent. I was in uh, the beautiful town of Doaktown, uh, which of course is between uh, Mayor Machi and uh, Fredericton, right? Uh, doing some work, and uh, I was happened to be on this very private road mm-hmm. let's put it that way uh there was maybe three houses and the snowmobile trail the new uh, that's part of the new brunswick uh snowmobile trail yep. uh actually was on that little private road uh, i had a couple houses on my on my list and um I, it just seemed like I was walking forever to get to them, and uh, I ended up actually walking forever to get them. I, I, <laughs> I was probably about two kilometers off the main highway, and before I realized, you know what, I'm smart enough to know that these are probably just misses, and we're not going to actually be able to get people down here, so... yeah. You run out of spots where a line could go. Yeah, pretty much. It it gets to the point where you just physically can't run a a line so long. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to turn around and head back towards the main road. So I'm heading up towards the main road. I'm walking up this hill and I just happen to look down and I, I see tracks I'm not an outdoors kind of guy, but I'm. <laughs> but you've watched enough I, nature shows on I've, TV. I've watched enough shows to know Alone. that when I see a gigantic <laughs> paw print, yeah, I know it's not a dog. <laughs> uh, I, I know there's not hippopotamuses yeah. in, in Dope yeah, Town yeah, yeah. Uh, or dinosaurs in Thank Dope God. Town anymore. Anyways, I, I was fairly confident this was a bear. <laughs> Uh, and this was fresh because there was only, 
there was a little bit of snow overnight mm-hmm. and these were fresh. Like these probably would have been maybe two, two hours, three hours old. And uh, I just happened to look to the left of me and there was baby Bob Prince. So and I was those, like, I was like, okay, so mama's hanging around with yeah. her, with her cubs and uh, I'm alone. And I'm not hanging around with the cubs. Uh, no. So I just started just, you know, walking around, looking left to right <laughs> to make sure nothing was yeah. running at me. And, um, you know, I was, I was prepared. I, I know, I know what to do. You know, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. Yeah. And good for um, you. Cause I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's white, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but I don't, didn't oh, expect to see bears. polar bears in <laughs> yeah. Oak town. So, yeah. um, but yeah, for anybody that's an outdoorsy person, if you happen to see a bear, if it's brown, lay down, if it's black, fight back. Um, it's, uh, and good luck. I, and yeah, but you know what? I just, I put music on because yeah. I know if they, if they hear multiple voices, uh, they're more reluctant not to, not to come out. Um, so I just put some music on my, on my phone and turned it up and just kept it in my pocket. So it's, it, they, there was that impression that there was other mm-hmm. voices around and made it back to the main drag and <laughs> and spoiler alert survived survived and i literally my heart was never i didn't want to run because if you run it's more you know you're it's a game to them it's attracting yeah, yeah. you're and so i just walked normally and uh got up to the main road and sat down on a gigantic rock and uh you know just had multiple sips of water and just waited to my heart to you know, calm down and, and then continued on. But, uh, I, I, I'm these, these are big. Good for you on carrying on. Cause I think I would have wrote the rest of the day. Bear, bear, <laughs> bear, <laughs> clean underwear, bear. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, when I see bear tracks, I'm done. That's, yeah. that's kind of, I mean, that's yeah. Good on you for a, knowing kind of bear survival. I mm-hmm. think I probably would have turned around and run, which obviously is the worst thing that you, you can do. Maybe that's why I'm not so much a hiker. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> my car GPS almost took me, tried to drive me to a falls. I ended up on uh, on those skidoo tracks. But, yeah, no, your your week last week was way more fun than mine. Mine was just full of packing, um, catching up on some shows, working moms. Um, oh, I can never remember that kitchen show. Tournament of Champions we're watching. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the level one. Next level chef. Next level chef. Yeah. Um, but people don't care about those shows. They care about your big brother updates. Um, I quickly just had a look while you were telling your story. It looks like Zach is still in it, so I made it at least one week. The streak continues. Well, so. you know, it's it's only week Where one, we at? right? Yeah. Um, so there hasn't been an actual eviction yet. Um, there was a self eviction. Oh, uh, and and all. I'm all. I'm all. Yeah. I'm all decided to to leave the show. Uh, I don't know if it's been i think by the time this show is released it will be announced on the show but um, my understanding is that it was a a self-eviction that occurred i want to say sunday afternoon sunday night and uh which was surprising because i'm always a super a super fan yeah right so you don't see self-evictions a lot from super fans because they've been trying their whole life for years there, yeah. to be on the show. Uh, so that uh, caught me a little off guard. And uh, I know 
Um, yeah, your picks are still in, so my picks are still in. I think Santina I picked, and, I, and I'm almost positive she um, she's the head of household. I'm still trying to get accustomed to names here, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm almost positive she was the first head of household, so I'm kind of off to a good start. And but uh, being the first head of household always seems to have uh, kind of that reverse effect because you're putting a target on yourself uh, early on the game. Have uh, we seen groups form or people? There's there's alliances. Their I mean, there's your there's your guys alliance. There's your girls is there, alliance. Is there your showmance alliance yet? There's not a showmance, but there's a bromance. Nice. Um, Zach and. I can't pull up those pictures again. I'm still trying to get the faces, um, but uh, it's I'm, Zach is one of them, and uh, I just can't think of the. I might have to go to the. And this is every Sunday and Wednesday, right? It's, so you're recapping Sundays, and then people yeah. watch Wednesday. So there's the, there's the names. Yeah. So Zach and oh my goodness, um, can't think of his name. Let me. Uh, Looks like Jonathan. Or Dan, that would be it's, my guess. It's got to be. It's it's one of them, but uh, yeah, I can't think of it. But there's a bromance. Uh, there's you know, guys are working together, girls are working together. Girls want to take out the guys. So they haven't guys. really separated into their gamesmanship no, yet. They're just no. still kind of getting used yeah, to each other. Yeah, they all want to. You know, guys want to take out guys. Girls want to take out the girls. It's your typical start to a Big Brother. Yeah. Um. So nothing, no fireworks yet. Just your. Typical week one. Week one. Perfect. All right. Don't forget to uh, follow us on the social medias. Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. And, of course, like and subscribe here on the YouTube. Um, it is March, so it is not only hashtag March to the playoffs. It is March Madness. It is upon us. Um, I'd ask if you have a pick, but I think we both assume we know each other's um, selections we want to win. So we're going to mm. go a different way. Um, you can announce who you're picking but let's go with a random dark horse uh 12 to 16 seed anyone you want and we'll see who advances farther um into the tournament so by the time the tournament starts now i don't know if you're going to want to pick um the playing games is you got the 16 playing game and 11 playing game on both uh both sides um so you've got uh each conference so the 11th sorry the 16th is texas a&m versus southeast mississippi state Missouri State, my, my apologies. Uh, the 11th is uh, Mississippi State versus Pittsburgh. So I know who uh, Pittsburgh will be going for. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, you know, obviously, he tweeted that. Can't and, confirm. Yeah. And I maybe he can respond to the show at some point because I'd really like to know. I mean, you always, you always pick your team. Yeah. But, I mean, for I don't know many people that pick everything from one city, and that's just their mm-hmm. city. And maybe it's as simple as he went there, fell in love with the city, and just chose the city. I like, heard he was conceived there. <laughs> okay, all right, that'll work. Because <laughs> I mean, like I've got That's the rumor: the Stampeders, the Oilers, yes. you know, the Bucks, the Braves. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all over. Mm-hmm. You don't generally hear many people love every sports team from every city. I guess I, I kind of have that. City. I have that connection with Calgary, though. But my own, the only thing is, I'm a Jays fan. Yeah. But like everything for me is Calgary. Yeah. You know, Stampeders, Flames, Hitman. Uh, it's just. They don't have a, they don't have a major league team, right? Yep. I guess so I should preference that of... with when you don't live in the city. Like yes. If you lived in Toronto, you'd yeah. probably be a <clears throat> Leafs fan, <laughs> uh, Jays fan. Like that's your thing. But for mm-hmm. someone to be outside of the city, I mean, yeah, you have that with mm-hmm. Calgary. I'm all over the map. I don't really care. Um, yeah. East is Texas Southern versus uh, F Dixon. 
And Arizona State taking on Nevada in the West in the 11th game. So um, I, I like Arizona. It was the same pick last year. I will mm-hmm. always like Arizona. Like I told you, I played high school basketball. Uh, they were pretty good with Miles Simon and, and Mike Bibby back in the day. Went to a finals. I believe they won the national championship. And I went with one of those recruitment letters that they go, huh, cool. <laughs> nope. Because that was back before you could just put your highlights on YouTube. Right. Um, so I'm going to go with Arizona. Uh, if you have your dark horse and your pick, you go ahead and I'll, I'll pick a dark horse after you're done. Yeah, uh, I, I'm the same with you. My, you know, I have uh, Oregon Ducks as my NCAA football team, but Gonzaga has always been my NCAA basketball team. Uh, just not sure so again, why. State of Washington, same type of Well, that's it, situation. right? And uh, I think it comes down to when I was a kid, I used to have a Super Nintendo and there was an NCAA basketball game and Gonzaga, like yeah. it, just the name stood out to me because it was a, it was a different, yeah. um, just a different name, right? So it's kind of stuck with me ever since. Um, and I guess as a as a dark horse, um, you know, um, I gotta go with uh, Drake, the uh, twelve seed. Taking on the Miami, Florida yeah. Hurricanes. Make sure you stop that within 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'm going with number 12 seed, Drake. Um, I, You know, Miami of Florida, to me, uh, they're more known as a football school. Yeah. I uh, don't know much about their basketball program. Uh, my only concern with that is if they, uh, you know, if they win the game, they have a f- another favorable matchup. You know, they're going up against Indiana uh, or you know, it could be Kent State. You know, I think they're. I think they could easily get to the Sweet Sixteen if they if they can, you know, start from the bottom. Yeah. And and then they're there. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll just go with uh, just go with Drake because it's like I I was going through the bracket and that name kind of uh, stuck out, popped off the page at me. But um, I also like you know Gonzaga starting out against Grand Canyon University. I mean it's literally located in Phoenix. It's yeah. not near the Grand Canyon. No. So they can go screw themselves. That's <laughs> false advertisement. And um, yes, the, the best thing is there's, there's always schools that come out of March Madness that you've never heard about. Yep. You know, like I'm looking at this College of Charleston. I'm looking at Furman. <laughs> uh, you know, there's Northern... F. Con- Dixon. F. Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> um <coughs> you had talked about uh, before we started. Oh, Duke was the number five seed, and it's mm-hmm. been rare for them to be. You know, we're so used to them being the number one seed. Alabama is unbelievable football program that wins everything, and they're a number one seed. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Duke matchup. Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thirty and four. Um, again, I don't know any. I don't follow college basketball. I don't watch it until March Madness, and I catch those five-minute or three-minute end segments that take 45 minutes, which was always a pain in the ass back in high school when I filled out multiple brackets. And I'd go home for lunch, and the game would end just as I was going back for lunch. So I'd stand in my kitchen and watch and wait for and go, why are you calling a timeout? And those games took forever. So, Do you um, know the odds to predict a perfect bracket? Uh, less than getting hit by lightning. So the actual number is, and I don't it's know if one it's... one in like 
I don't even point eight so million or something. It's one in, and I won't even know what this number is. One four seven five seven three nine five two five eight nine six seven six four one two nine two eight. Yeah. So it's uh, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Especially now that they have those four playing games. Yes. Because that's mm. other than the fact that every sport is scripted now with betting. Um, so we all they know who's going to win the national championship before they put the bracket together. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I I don't think I've ever had picked a single uh, like southern southern thing even to come out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's so impossible to pick. So our uh, our picks. I'm going with Oral Roberts. You're going with Drake. Um, we'll see who gets the uh, the farthest out of the uh, out of the bracket. Let's go to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. So just to uh, get back on yeah, that, the, yep. connect pr- the correct pronunciation of that number, 147 qu- quintillion, 573 quadrillion, 952 trillion, 589 billion, 676 million, 412, 412,928. That is the correct pronunciation of the number I just released. So you're telling me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. And if there's a guy that can do that, it's Denny Dorian. <laughs> that guy. Oh. Yeah, if there's a guy that can that can do that, that guy. No pressure, but it uh, it would be that guy. All right, as we talked about last week, uh, we have a name for the new commissioner. It was officially announced. It is Mario Cinchini, Um as I was... Uh, told by our, our good buddy Johnny Rocket. He gave me the pronunciation, so it is Mario Cinchini. So question for you, sir. New commission, new ideas I'm going to throw out. Would you be in favor of an East-West Q All-Star game? Maybe not every year. Maybe Ooh. every like all, every second year. Just Eastern, Western. They go to a city kind of central or they alternate it, and it's a full-on event, uh, like a skills event, and then just an All-Star game. I I would like it if it was a CHL All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, this top prospect thing is, is good, but I would like a CHL All-Star game um, where there's a skills competition, you know, there's a, a game. Just rep, rep, replicate the NHL All-Star game, but as CHL. Yeah. Uh, the, the top prospects game, I mean, there's 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 a skills thing, but it's not open to the public. Right, it's NHL scouts writing down yeah, numbers yeah. and stuff. Right, um, so I wouldn't mind a, I mean, a Q All Star game. I would like to see it for the skills to put that on display, but I think it'd be tough because you have it one year and then two years later, is it the same? Mm-hmm. Like the sixteen year old or the seventeen year old? Is he now the nineteen year old that gets to be in the in the the same thing? I I think it would be kind of a cool thing. I don't know where you do it in the schedule because you know there's a lot of things coming out. Should they? drop the uh, games down to 60. Mm-hmm. Do you want more of an NCAA schedule? We think that Cinchini is the voice. It seems like Isabel Charest is kind of the voice with the fighting garbage and nonsense, but um, I just don't know where you put it in the schedule because I had tweeted out on one of uh, Stephen Turcott's article about going down to 60 games. No games over Christmas. 60 games. Um, allow Quebec teams to come here twice a year and then alternate that so you don't have fan fatigue of this last two weeks facing only maritime teams. It's 
going to help some teams more than others in the playoffs, but at mm-hmm. least you don't have that fan fatigue in the February and, and the early Marches. You get to maybe see a Quebec team instead of Bathurst or Cape Breton for the ninth time. Um, but I was, you know, people were like, yeah, but if you get rid of the Christmas game, that's a lot of revenue. And that's yep. true if you are hosting at that point. But my point was that's also Bathurst. They could have had Melanson sitting. They could have uh, had Kidney sitting. Well, what does that do when they go to Cape Breton? That doesn't help their market for the Christmas game or, you know, wherever they go. So that was my point is no games, no threat of injuries, no guys sitting out. But would you do an all-star game when your top prospects game is going on? So that, well, the few of the top prospects, but that creates the issue of those are some of the all-stars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Moran sense. would be an all-star this year, yeah. but he's in the top prospects game. Yeah. I under, I, I know where you're coming from. Uh, do I just don't think the the league is big enough yeah. to have just a one-league all-star game. Uh, there's... I like the ideas. Sixty games. I think I've said many times yeah. that I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Um, across the CHL, not just yeah, Quebec. Like, you got to do it all across. The no games over Christmas, no games till after the trade period. It prevents those healthy scratches. Yeah. Right. Because um, that just makes things obvious. Yeah. You know, it just it's it's that's what initiates the, the 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 speculation is healthy scratches, and that will totally alleviate you know even the thought of, yeah. of that happening so if there's a time to take games away i think that's a that's a good time to do it yeah a lot of these kids to not just get a week with their families i mean mm-hmm. a lot of these guys they they don't see their families at all unless they're on on a road trip so if you you have the two weeks there i mean i guess if you put a chl all-star game and a prospects a whole weekend thing together mm-hmm. you can do it all and just have it alternate um the opposite of the Memorial Cup. So the Memorial Cup's in the WHL this year. Um, the prospects in All-Star Game is in the OHL. When it moves to the OHL, it goes to the Quebec. And then when the Quebec gets it, it goes to – and just try to put it in different different smaller markets that may not get certain games and, and go for it. Again, we're full of ideas, Mario. So if you're ready to – if we'd love to have you on the show. Um, hopefully we can reach out and get you on the show. Full of ideas and just uh, – um, it'll be interesting though, because uh, Johnny Rocket was saying he's he's not much of a hockey guy, but he's he's good on the marketing um, with the Alouettes. So yeah, he was like if, the former team yeah. president of the. Montreal so if there's Alouettes. anything that not only Quebec League but the OHL, the WHL, mm-hmm. CHL in general needs, that's marketing on how to market this game better. And I think you know the NFL is so global, mm-hmm. it's so massive. They have 16 games. Every game matters. I think the statistic is if you go 0-2 in the NFL, you're like an 8% chance of making the playoffs. Yep. And that's what you want is to create every game as long as you can. And we're in that situation where these games are mattering at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, three years ago when this shit went down, a lot of our games at the end of the year weren't going to matter because we were that far ahead of people, right? Yeah. Like Halifax games only matter because they're catching Quebec. They're in a fight with Quebec. but So you want that every game matters and i think that's how you create more fans showing up in the buildings couldn't agree more uh there's uh i think there's uh, this off season there's a chance to sit down at the table with the other commissioners come up with some ideas uh how about uh taking away offsides you know just uh you can just float around wherever you want you know and 
And, That's uh, different. No, no, no more icings. Just go flight. Uh, take off the settings mode when you're playing your video <laughs> game. No more. No more offsides. No more icings. And uh, linesman, we don't need you. We yeah. took care of that, so you save money with not having to pay linesman. If you want to play with six attackers, uh, all game you can. Just be just gonna flip the net over <laughs> and and put put it down. Yeah, right. Because you got to bank it yeah. off the backboard. Road, road hockey style. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bank it off the backboard yeah. and good goal. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, I I hope they bring in some new ideas, something fresh, and make it amalgamated like everything. Whether it's the trade deadline period. The amount of games, just make it all um, similar. Um, finally, some in-person awards are coming back for the first time since 2019. And awards in general, I think they have kind of laxed on the awards and kind of showed them every now and again. But they mm-hmm. are doing the uh, the awards this year. Uh, it is at the Riverview Arts Center in two weeks. Which is at the high school, if anybody didn't know. Thank you. Uh, March 27th, the autographs are at 6 p.m. The awards are at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. We're hosting, um, right? Oh, we should host. That's Dear a, Mr. I heard that. I heard we are hosting. I'll absolutely. Let's do it. I don't know who we have to talk to, but uh, it's either going to be us or Scotty and Tony. And either way, you can't you can't miss. No, but oh man, we'll Scotty out, and Tony. Let's we'll, do it. A, a foursome. We'll bring out our giant foam cowboy hats. Yes, let's do a. You know, we're getting close. Players just ended. The Masters are coming up. Everybody has their fantasy foursome in golf. This is your fantasy foursome in Moncton. Scotty, Tony, Adam, Jeremy hosting the Moncton Wildcat Awards. I uh, I absolutely love that. A little bit of uh, other news slightly on the podcast side. With Halifax being very good, there are some rumors we may see the Herdcast make an appearance back. Oh, of course. Well, I'm just saying. Well, of course. When your team is in first place, you yep. podcast. When they're in last place, yeah. you don't. It's just... Uh... Resurrect from the dead, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, with Easter around the corner. Yeah, they're they're going to resurrect from the dead, just like uh, old Jesus, yeah. Jesus. Man, the man upstairs. Yeah, and uh, you know, as much fun as we joke about that, we had an awesome time with them in 2019, um, back and forth, and obviously they're they were hosting, so it went their way with a loaded up team. But um, the more podcasts we get in the CHL, in the QMJHL, the better. Um, because the league needs more coverage, and that's what, uh, you know, you're trying to market this league. Print media is dying. Podcasts are the way to go. The QMJHL Team of the Week, Ivan Ivan for the Eagles. Three games, three goals, three assists. He's so good, his parents named him twice. Nice. Zachary Gravel of the Saguenay. Three games, five goals, zero, six, zero assists. Maxime Pellerin of the Tigra. Three games, two goals, five assists. Ty Higgins of Bathurst. Four games played, four goals, one assist. The only... Bathurst defenseman no, 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 don't, don't. to make it on Aww. this uh, team of the week this year. Okay. And Tristan Leno <laughs> of Gatineau, three games played, two goals, five assists. And Matthias Lucier, uh, Valdor. Luce, let's say call him Lucier. Lucier. I was, hey, I gave it a shot. Uh, not Lucier. Um, one and one, 0 oh and one, a 9-4-9 save percentage, and a two goals against average, which probably isn't as good as some other stats but you may find out why he was on the uh team mm-hmm. of the week here mm-hmm. shortly and mm-hmm. uh tristan leno is your qmjhl player of the week and uh, i guess without further ado <laughs> the uh jeremy boucher wildcast team of the week thank you thank you thank you uh i happen to have um both defensemen also 
on my team of the week. So let's uh, make that clear. And I just realized for some reason I only have two forwards. Uh, so we're on the just, penalty kill, remember? Oh, I'm just going to grab one. Oh, okay. We're not uh, on the penalty kill? No, it's expiring. No, it's okay. We're, uh, we'll grab one here in just a second. And we're just going to look some more. Do a little digging. Looking for a name. Looking for a name that's going to make the same game. Uh, okay. There we go. I was like, oh, I just closed my browser. There we go. I was we're like, fun. you could talk about the other guys while you search. Yeah, so there isn't well, that you know weirdness. Here we go. Um, so we're going to start in goal this week. Build, uh, build from the back out. Yep. Back end out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going with Joshua Fleming uh, in Bathurst for the sole purpose of what he accomplished Friday night. Okay, that's not um, the goalie I thought you were gonna go with. In um, a 43 save shutout against Bathurst, uh, Halifax. not <laughs> against Halifax for Bathurst. Uh, I don't think many teams have accomplished that this season, let alone nope. the last place. 18th overall team. Yeah. Uh, that was actually the most, it tied a franchise record for most saves in a shutout. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, on back end, uh, Tristan Nuno, uh, he's now five points away before be, from being the Hall slash Gatineau uh, franchise leader in most points by defenseman. Uh, followed by Ty Higgins. Uh, you were about to say it, but <laughs> I stopped you. But um, say what? Hat trick against St. John on yeah. Sunday uh, was the first hat trick by defenseman in French and team history. Now, when we say team history, this is Bathurst uh, because uh, Francois Beauchemin scored a hat trick as a defenseman for the Titan when they were based out of Laval. That's pretty amazing given the fact that they had Noah Dobson. Yep. For two years. Two years. He never had one hat trick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm assuming they had some other really good defensemen. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some reason, the only names that stick out of my head are uh, Bergeron and uh, Dobson. And Bergeron ain't a defenseman, so maybe that's why he's the first to have one. It's just crazy. I mean, you think that, you know, Noah Dobson and how good he was. Yeah. How many two goal games he probably had in his in his entire career? And couldn't and just couldn't convert on like an empty net yeah, when he was in that couldn't, situation. Couldn't get the third one. Um, up front, Mister Baudouin. Nice, uh, Charles Baudouin. Uh, seems to be, uh, let's say, finding his game at the right time. He's very much showing why the Wildcats went out and got him. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that. 60 or 0 to 57 game player. Mm-hmm. But when it's mattering, when they need wins, that's why he's showing up on your uh, team of the week. Wait. Uh, secondly, I have, uh, I, I, it pains me to include him, uh, but I don't think you can ignore his 52 goals this season. Alex Doucette of, uh, of Halifax, and especially, you know, get a hat trick against us. We'll, well to an empty netter. <laughs> yeah. Very labois of him. Hey, Ty Higgins <laughs> was into an empty net. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't against us. No, oh, that's Big true. Big difference. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Theo Rochette because uh, I just need another forward. So I just grabbed the first <laughs> name I saw. 
Uh, his game against the uh, Ruin Aranda Huskies on the 11th. Uh, he potted a pair of goals for his third straight multi-point game. Nice. And, uh, yeah, Tide's now tied with what's probably past him now. Uh, is now past Anthony Duclair for most points in team slash franchise history. Nice. Good for him. Good for him. There uh, we go. So that was my team of the week. That's I pretty good. didn't put much effort into it, but my sometimes, research was there. Sometimes the, the team of the week just writes themselves. Um, all right, let's get to everyone's second favorite part of the show. Valdor Report. <laughs> da, da, da. Uh, yeah, so uh, I love tough that. Tough week in net for, uh, for Valdor. Very tough week. So th- it was announced that um, William Blackburn is out with the rest of the season. Yep. Matias uh, Fernandez. Matias Fernandez is Mathis. out the rest of the season. Yep. Frederick Cousineau is out the rest of the season. Um, so that's three goalies. And uh, so now they're running with their fourth and fifth string goaltenders. Uh, Mathis uh, Lucier. And I think the other one is Xavier Sarrow. And uh, Lucier has gotten all the starts and got a win against Bay Como. Yep. Took Shikudami to overtime. And I think shootout, there was actually. shootout. That's right. Yep, that's right. And there was another game. Um, Bay Como lost, but he had a pretty decent effort. Yeah, so they beat Bay Como, lost to Bay Como, and then. Went to a shootout yep. against Shakutami, all using their fourth <laughs> string goaltender. And let's just say 41 that, shots for Baycomo on a 4 nothing loss. So there's not a lot of teams around in this league who could win a game with their fourth string goalie. Uh, who is Moncton's fourth string goalie? Like that well, would be Eli James and Kiefer Thompson, or even Kiefer Thompson and, uh, and Cooper Fleming. Well, Cooper Fleming is we lose, at NCAA at this point, so I think he's that's right. So, so we lose Philion, we lose Steinman, we, we go lose to Eli James, James, probably. So we're at Kiefer Thompson and a random free agent, apparently. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So we would we this would be if Moncton was in that same position, we would be without Steinman, we would be without Philion, and we would be without Eli James. So we would technically have. Kiefer Thompson and uh, Keegan Warren. Yeah, Keegan Warren. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's deep, man. Yeah. Right, that that's, that that's would, just put that in perspective. That's, that would sting. Yeah. Like, uh, but Valdor still pulled out a win against Bay Como. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's and almost pulled it out against St. John or Chikudami. Almost helped us out. Well, I was kind of cheering for Valdor in that game. Hundred percent, I was. Once yeah, we lost so, the game, I was totally cheering for yeah. Valdor. So um, yeah, right now at this point, I mean we're still sitting in in the third, the third spot yeah. by one point. It's it's going to be tight. It's it's getting really down there, and I think Valdor's got a game against uh, Drummondville this week, and also Sherbrooke. Uh, so what does Valdor have this? Uh, I think I saw Drummondville. This. Yeah, Friday against Drummondville. Yeah, and, and think, Saturday uh, against Sherbrooke. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So um, and Blaineville's got Baycomo. I think Blaineville's got Baycomo back to back. Yeah, they do. Blaineville Baycomo back to back, so that if that is in our playoff situation as well, because they're mm-hmm. only seven points behind us. Well, um, I think we can. Yeah, but I mean, they win those two games, and yeah, we I have know. a tough weekend. I know. Um, and St. John has Halifax and Charlottetown. 
Okay. And they're fighting for their playoff lives as yeah. well as trying to get out of – they're only yeah. two points behind Valdor. So that's – I mean, you would think it would set up nicely for us given that they're at goalie four and five. Hopefully they don't get to five and six. But mm-hmm. um, you would think it sets up nicely for us. But you never want to wish injury on them. And nope, you don't. Uh, I mean, at this point, I think we're – I don't even want to touch it because it will just end up being completely wrong and – Valdora win out and uh, we won't even have a lottery pick. So I'm not going to say what I was just about to say. Yeah, so we should probably move on. And uh, let's just move on. And uh, yeah, good luck uh, to those two goldies because you're going to need it. Absolutely. Weekly Rewind. Ah, the Weekly Rewind presented by Local Sports Pub. Looking for a great place to have some wings, beer, watch sports uh, with friends. Head to 1715 Main Street where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. All day happy day hour on Mondays with Molson products at $5.50 a pint. Wing night every Tuesday. Pound of wing and fries for $15.99. And now the official host of the Wildcast, Wildcats 2023 playoff games. Uh, every game that the Wildcats are on the road. Myself and Jeremy, or a combination of myself and Layla and Jeremy, or just myself and Layla, will be there uh, to watch games with you guys. Uh, we don't know when. Details will happen when we know. Uh, hopefully it's for games three and four of round one. That's the key because we don't want it to affect WrestleMania. So uh, we get down to the end of the season, just about two weeks left. Um, two or three for the Wildcats on the weekend. Uh, bring the record to 31-28-1-2 for 65 points. Again, second in the Maritimes, now fifth in the conference. We woke up in third on Sunday. We went to bed at fifth in the conference, and that's literally how this is going to go on the Autotone scoreboard um, almost each and every night. Uh, we are two points behind Ramuski, uh, one point behind Shakutami. Uh, so our playoff matchup at uh, round one would be Shakutami in Shakutami uh, to start that series, which we don't want. Tuesday started off real well as uh, Clinchmas came early. Merry Clinchmas to everyone. Uh, the Wildcats got a 4-1 victory. Uh, it's clinch playoff spot in the 2023 playoffs. They once they actually shook out the road legs um, of that first game after, and even though it was just two on the road, um, that first one is always tough. Once they got that kind of under control, um, they were in complete control of this one. Um, big props to Philion for coming in, basically shutting the door. Um, it was a terrible call on Hamel that gave them a power play um, that allowed Robert or- Bobby Orr to score. Um, you know that's Philly's first win in two months. Yep, absolutely, I do. And was he rewarded with a start the next night? No. Nope. I mean, for I, it showed with the group um, staying on the ice for him. Um, you know, to see him bounce back after that St. John loss, where he he had that tough one go in. Um, like I said, if if it wasn't for the Hamel roughing call, which, if I remember correctly, was five or six guys. One of their guys, I can't remember who, obviously, because it was a week ago, had one of our guys in a headlock. And somehow, Hamel is the only guy that comes out of that other than... I know how it is, because that's a that's a Habanov-style penalty, where it's a reputation call. He's the only one that gets a roughing out of it. Um, and or scores. If it's not for that, I think Filion shuts the door the whole way. Um, it just... it felt good to see him be the goalie a record for the game that they clinched the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's been, uh, he's almost like the, uh, the seniority guy around here on most of the teams, yeah. you know, it's, uh, believe it or not, he's been around for 
two and a half years now. Like, that's crazy. You know, it doesn't seem like that. Um, two and a half years? Yep. Two and a half? Yeah. Yeah, two and a half. So, I mean, that's that's wild, man. It just doesn't seem like that at all. And um, he's, if it wasn't for a couple other guys, he would have, he, he would be the guy that's been around the longest. Yeah. And um, it, it's just crazy to, to think about that. And that just, that's how fast the junior hockey life goes. And, but you're right. The fact that he was the, the goalie to, to get the, the playoff spot is, um, you know, I think they. I think he needed, he needed that win. Mm-hmm. I think the team needed that win, and uh, yeah, I liked how they kind of congratulated him after the game. That was uh, that was a cool a cool moment. Uh, the game itself was good. Yeah, no complaints. It, no, it started off pretty slow, but once they kind of took control and they outshot him sixteen to six in that uh, that third period, and it just it finally looked like a team that should be Bathurst mm-hmm. instead of letting Bathurst hang around like they did up in uh, on the 24th where they got outshot. And, I mean, they got outshot. No, they didn't get outshot. They got outshot in that one. Um, this one, it just, this looked like a team that was going to qualify for the playoffs tonight. Um, and they weren't going to wait till Friday night against St. John, which, again, man, playing down to the competition, I, like, I was worried. Um I think a lot of people were worried. Yeah. You know, that was just, uh, they got outshot by a lot. They came, they, they brought it in the third though. To uh, bring it, yeah, to bring it even close. Yeah. They, they, but if they, they think they, didn't they double St. John's shot, shots in the third? Yeah, 17 to 8. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the third, I mean, they would have been, gotten a win, but were, would have been outshot, you know, and, it, but again, it's just Steinman. You know, he's making ridiculous saves uh-huh. to to keep the game close and to keep the team in it. And uh, yeah, at this point, you know, he's he's almost like almost. There's not very many goalies that are in his in his age in the league right now that are that are you know decent. You know, yeah. there's like uh, like Mathis Russo, and and then there's Steinman, and there's, other than that, there's not very many 18 year old goalies in the league that are at that level. Um, so for no, us both to guys have... who who would have seen both those guys having that, like mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't believe in Russo coming nope. into the season. It was him and, and well, maybe a lot outside the Halifax market. I'm sure people inside the Halifax dressing rooms and whatnot saw this coming from Russo, but I know we didn't. No, I, I think didn't. a lot of I've, I think a lot of people were thinking if Halifax is going to do anything, they're going to get some depth and go get a goaltender. That's what I thought too. But the same, like, I, I, I'm still in that mindset. If Rousseau gets hurt, I don't have the confidence in them with Brady James. No, nope. and then that, like you know, it's I look at the hell the the Valdor situation in Halifax. They would be completely screwed. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't even tell you who, who Halifax has for a fourth or fifth string goalie. I think they've had a they've called up a guy Milner, I think, and they've called up another guy. I can't even pronounce his last name, but they would be screwed. Yeah. Um, so if, even if Rousseau goes down, like they're they're going to be in trouble. And uh, I I'm sticking to that word, but again, we don't I, want that. I, with us, it's I think we feel fortunate to have a goalie that. If one of them gets hurt, 
the next one can step in. Yeah. You know, like we have, we have a starter, but we also have a reliable backup. And even though sometimes the, the backup doesn't get the same, uh, performance out of the, of the players. I think we can all agree that it seems like the defense plays a little better in front of one goalie than they do another. But, uh, but you I know, think if they had no choice, I think you'd see a different team in well, front that's of it. In front right? of uh, in front there, of them, there would be a total shutdown effort. Yeah, and that's what we saw from Valdor. Like there, like I've never seen a team play so well defensively. Yeah, than I've I've, I've seen Valdor play recently. Like they they've they're, they're keeping it simple. You know, they're that's what Moncton needs. They need to play. They need to keep it simple right now because they're they're still mental. Lapses, yeah. right? Yeah, and it happened in the in the next game, and and I don't know how you get to game sixty two and you still have those lapses. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go into Halifax, St. John, I mean, they're very fortunate to be in that game. If if Shingaroff doesn't tend the goal as a goaltender for the second time mm-hmm. against Tybell, yeah, they're not even heading to overtime, or it's it's a little bit tighter going into that, and. Yeah. It's it's literally just St. John is fighting for their playoff lives, so they've got urgency, and they want nothing to do, nothing more than to shut down Moncton. So Moncton was very fortunate to come away with points in that one, mm-hmm. um, because we might not even have a shot at third if if we come away with a loss on that one. You get into Sunday against Halifax, um, just a a great effort for fifty four minutes. Um, our undefeated streak after 40 at home finally came to an end. And I was texting with a few people after that. I mean, they looked like it was going to be a long night at two to one outshot 13 to one before, like they had two goals before we had two shots, um, 17 to five in the first period. You can see why Halifax is so good, blah, blah, blah. You're thinking, good Lord, this is another, this is going to be another one of them second period type games um and the Wildcats hung in they scored three they got the lead and they needed to play perfect and they almost played perfect except like I said on the live I don't know how in game 62 you cannot get the puck out of your zone and this is going to cost us in the playoffs maybe not in round one we might survive but in round two, if we play Quebec or Halifax, not getting the puck out is going to cost us a playoff round. Games, many of them. And, and I don't know. It's literally, it comes. And and the frustrating thing is when you watch Halifax come out of the zone, it's McKinnon to Vitacek and it's puck support by Lawrence and the puck is gone. Or it's whatever. It's a, a D-man to D-man, puck support, it's out. Mm-hmm. Moncton, it's rim it. If the guy doesn't chip it past the defense, shit, we're in scramble mode. Everybody get to somebody and, cha- and they start chasing the puck and then they get tired. Uh, uh, what is his name? Biasca just able to walk in. I mean, they were hemmed in their zone. I think Halifax was able to change. They were hemmed in their zone for a good two, two and a half minutes where it's either a penalty or, or a, a goal. It ends up in the back of the net. And that's the style. Like, like game nine fine you're working on it game 25 fine you're working on it game 62 this shouldn't continue to plague this team in the third period 
and that's they they were outshot fifteen to three. They had to play a perfect period because you knew that a Halifax knew that they'd been undefeated at home because mm-hmm. you put that stuff on the board, and b they just they got too tired of defending. Like I said on the live, even if you they're trying this quote unquote garbage where they're just trying to flip it up the middle. At that point, even if they ice that puck. Dan LaCroix can take his time out mm-hmm. and rest guys to try and win a face-off and get it out. But if they cannot get that puck out and this continues to plague them into the last two weeks and into the first week of April, I, they're in a lot of trouble. No, you're right. Um, I Obviously, I didn't catch any of this game. But um, it just seems that every team that comes in here can... Per, like they could do the high flip, yeah, the high flip, and it's out. The only team in this league who cannot seem to do a high flip is Moncton. Yeah, the Gets high flip high level, and it's the high down. flip. Nobody's going to be able to jump that high to get it out. No, and I wonder if it's from the all the penalties early in the year that went over the glass. Well, right, I, like I mean, you don't have to flip it. No, you can flip it in anywhere else. Anywhere else. Center ice, nobody's jumping 20 feet in the air, but it's these clearing attempts are like waist high. Yeah, and these guys are too good to flip that down. And it's waist high. You're you're ducking, you're you're taking it in the chest, you're kicking it from your stick onto your your skate onto your stick, and you're keeping the puck in the zone. Yeah. Um, and it's the high flip works every time because you're putting it 10, 15 feet in the air. Yep. And nobody can grab that on skates. Nope. And Marty says at every broadcast, high flip, high flip, high flip. I don't know how many times he talks about a team, the opposition, getting the puck out with a high flip. I could be extremely intoxicated <laughs> if I took a drink every time Marty said high flip on, the a, on a broadcast. And it just boggles my mind that it cannot seem to be the Wildcats that can't do a high flip. And it's it's on the power or the penalty kill too. There was a couple times where you see the other team, they grab it and they fire that thing as hard as they possibly can, like they're picking corners mm-hmm. to get that puck out. Moncton, it's almost like they look for the best opportunity. And I don't want to be negative in this one. A, because the team is playing well, winning six of seven. B I don't think people went to that barn last night expecting them to beat the to beat the Mooseheads. Mm-hmm. And if they can ball that second period and play every period like they did against the the Moose, they literally were cliche. Four lines rolling, three and a half. Pucks in deep. Um, banging bodies. Like, they were just playing a simple game against the Mooseheads. And I, one of the changes in the game, um, LaBelle going down. And I, I didn't go back to watch it. Unfortunately, I don't know if he was taken down and there was no call um, or if he just kind of fell uh, trying to make a play to the net, but he went off right to the to the tunnel. Um, obviously, did not return. Um, so now you've got Lounsbury, Mueller, OJ, LaBelle. That was a very taxing game for Baudouin and um, Ty Bell taking faceoffs, and that's four very good players, top six and depth out of your lineup. And that's where, even though he's a rookie, losing Preston Lounsbury showed in that because there were many situations. Baudouin was taking the face off and hustling right off. But if they lost the face off, well, now he's trapped in there and can't get out. And now he's tired and they can't get a shift change. And 
It is what it is. Moncton played a good game. Like I said, for about 54 minutes, they couldn't get the puck out. They got a little tired, um, and it ended up in the back of the net. Halifax stayed in this game because, quote-unquote, tripping, and the Oscar goes to uh, Morvik for a head flip um, that gave Daniela a penalty, which, given the Mooseheads' power plays by themselves is tough enough, you give them joke penalties, um, they're just going to make you capitalize. And uh, Evan Boucher did that off a backhand, and Doucette got his 51st of the year off that. So they played a very good game for 54 minutes. The barn was loud. The barn was moving. Um, hopefully that atmosphere can stay once we get to the playoffs. And I know that first round is generally not too too good um, for that. But you you look now, this is a big one. And I think I'd, I was like, oh, good, we don't have to play Ramuski. And now I'm like, oh, crap, we got to play Ramuski. <laughs> um, because it's just one of those one-offs. I think they left last night to Ramuski, so they're staying overnight. They're not trying to make that trip in one day. So the schedule sets up Moncton Ramuski on Wednesday. And then Friday, it's Shakutami Ramuski while we take on Charlottetown, which is not a tough game or not a cakewalk in itself. And then Sunday, all three teams Ramuski's got Victoriaville, Shakutami's got uh, Quebec, and we've got Halifax in Halifax. So the task now for this hockey club, and hopefully we get some guys back. Hopefully Lounsbury comes back. Um, hopefully. Uh, LaBelle isn't too injured, but is turning this one loss into one loss. And this is just like the Baycomo and the Shakutami game. This is a must win if you want at least to continue to stay at third place. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, I think you, we still control our own destiny. I don't think we are in the we need help from everyone right now. Well, it, you always want to control yeah, yeah, your yeah, own but, destiny. You don't you don't want to get in or you don't want to get the spot you want with help. Um the last thing you want kind of in this game is a, is a three-point game. Yes. You want to be able to win this in regulation. Um, and Dramuski's goaltending is, you know, their goalie, Hammerla, is, I think he's almost up there in the league lead for shutouts. So he's either... He's got five, doesn't he? He's, he's up there, yeah. He's, it's, it's almost as if he, he's either going to shut you out or he's going to have a bad game. <laughs> uh, and you, you just hope for... The bad game, you know, it's uh, yeah. Him and uh, Olivia Adam both have five shutouts. Yeah, so he's he's tied for the league league in shutouts. So he can shut the door on you, or he can let in eight goals. And uh, so hopefully we can, you know, these injuries obviously hurt us. Uh, hopefully LaBelle is uh, is all right, and I think there's a pretty good chance Lounsbury plays on Wednesday. Uh, OJ, I mean, the team misses OJ. You know, you. It's just they've been playing well, well lately, but they're still not the same team without them. And uh, but if we can get be healthy for the playoffs, I think that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about rushing OJ and and Mueller back um, if we don't need to. I'm more concerned with Labelle and Lounsbury because they're centermen. Mm-hmm. Um, because Ben Mercer played both games on the weekend. Um, when he went down, or when LaBelle went down, he jumped up to that first line. Now, I think that was part and parcel because Baudouin Smith and Barbashev were playing so well. Trenholm, Tybell, and Daniel were playing well that they just wanted to move a center up into that to not really mess with chemistry. I kind of hope they keep those lines together. I like the lines they put together. Um, I know some people were questioning why you do that this um, at this stage of the – and look – 
you're always trying to find chemistry and they have that depth wise with all three lines. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big one and it's, it's not turning one loss into two and into three. And then we get into a situation where we need Quebec to beat Ramuski twice and Baycomo to beat Shakutami twice. And we have to beat Cape Breton and we want to be able to control our destiny with wins and not have to hope for losses. Mm-hmm. Um, for home playoff games, and that's pretty much where it steps up. Um, you're looking probably Steinman for most of the week. I don't. I mean, he's going against Ramuski. I'll give you. Uh, I'll guarantee that. After that, I I, I almost believe he's going to play most of them, and and maybe allow Philion to play the last three games or one of the last two. But I I just worry that since I've been here, and you can speak to it before. Moncton, when they find a number one goalie, they're going to wear his ass out. They're yeah. going to play him as much as they can, and then when he struggles in the playoffs, go, why, why? Mm-hmm. Well, because you're playing him too much. But Simon is just, it seems like he has, it's different. Yeah. Like, I'm getting that kind of a different vibe. Okay. Where he's, he seems to have that that energy, that body, the, what's the word, that endurance yeah, yeah the endurance to to kind of go that extra mile uh so i hope i'm right you know <laughs> i i would hate to see him you know go cold yeah when the, when the playoffs roll around uh I, I don't i just don't i don't not getting that that no. vibe from him no i i think i think he's gonna play at least two of the three and then we'll see after that uh on the final three you got to give him some nights off especially if you're going to go on the road and you're going to play in Shakutami on the big ice, no, mm-hmm. if you know that, you got to give him some rest. Um, I mean, you can't, excuse me, rest players, but um, hopefully he doesn't play the remaining six. You got to get Philion in there because that's all I'll say. Yeah. All right, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Sure. All right. Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, kid, the kids these days they say <laughs> the goat, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Which is uh, uh, stands for the greatest of all time. Uh, which leads me to this week's stick tap. The first ever skip in Briar history to win five Briars. Brad Gushu uh, accomplished the feat on Sunday. Yep. Defeating Manitoba. Uh, Which was the exact same final as the Scotties, too. Canada yeah. over Manitoba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy's got uh, some accolades, and he's the first uh, first Briar skip to win five, which is uh, no big uh, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time coming up with this one, but, uh, you know, I was uh, going through some, some stuff, reading some stuff, and I thought, uh, you know what? I've never gone to a curling before. You actually have gone to curling. Have I? Yeah. I believe last year you gave a stick tap to Andrea Kelly for her bronze medal at the Scotties. Oh, that is correct. Being the first New Brunswick uh, skip to win oh, a medal, I do believe. Oh, my yeah. God. You've never gone to male curling. That's but now you've got okay, now, uh, female. Yeah. You've gone to the Scotties and now the Briar. Here we go. Um, yeah, record-breaking fifth win as a, as a Briar skip. Uh, now he goes back to the Worlds, yep. represent Canada again. And the Worlds are, I believe, pretty damn close to here, if I'm not mistaken. 
I believe they're being hosted by Canada. And we're just doing a quick search uh, to determine that uh, where they're being held. In Ottawa. Ottawa. There you go. So uh, not too far. There's going to be a lot of Newfoundland flags in Ottawa flying on uh, what seems like everything is, everything's on uh, WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> yeah. You know, it uh, starts on the weekend of April 1st. Uh, that's the first weekend of our playoffs. Yeah. That's WrestleMania weekend. There's a lot going on. And the women's is in Scandin- Sandviken, Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Love to go to oh, Sweden. Sweden. Or Iceland or Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Basically hey, did anywhere you, over there. Hey, speaking of Iceland. Yeah. Greenland is very nice. <laughs> Iceland is full. No, no, wait. Iceland is very nice. Greenland is full of ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, where are you going with that? Um, yeah. No, that's an excellent uh, excellent stick tap, sir. The Thank stick you. tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, and that brings us to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. This month, save 25% when you book a mani-pedi on the same day as well as... uh, They've got the loyalty card, so please, uh, if you want to take advantage of either one of those, and I believe loyalty card is nine services, get the 10th free, um, give them a call at 506-830-1224 or drop in for a visit at 1224 Mountain Road. The Wildcast Wildcat of the Week goes to a guy who's just kind of finding his groove um, in a shutdown role this season, um, but now he's kind of finding his scoring touch. Uh, he's got three goals in the past three games in the midst of a five-game point streak uh, where he's got four goals and one assist. Um, he is uh, that third line with him, Trenholm, and Daniel. Everybody's going to need that shutdown line in the playoffs. He's kind of finding that. Um, so this uh, the Wildcats Wildcat of the week goes to... Really forgot to turn that down, and that just about blew my eardrums <laughs> off. Um, yeah, it goes to uh, you've heard that a few times. My name is Jonas Jonas Tybell. Um, that's it for us. Another week, big game coming up this Friday. Obviously, it's a big game uh, tonight in Ramuski, but uh, at home, the Wildcats host the Islanders on St. Patrick's Day for a full day of green, uh, including which I was shocked to find out green jerseys. Um, so you should be able to bid on those. Um, don't forget, vote for our wonderful sponsors from now till June 1st on Moncton.CommunityVotes.com. For bars and pubs, go to the Antlers Whiskey Lounge. Uh, it's not the local sports pub, but it's their uh, their other business. Um, in Realty, go to Eric Murray Realtor. And under Health Care and Massages, Rosemary Lynn's Massage and Spa. That's it for this week. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. See you next New week. New studio! Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.